Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Genesis chapter 1, we are starting a series called The Battle for the Beginning, and we are taking a detour for six weeks from our study in the Gospel of uh, John. Uh, as I've been doing a study and getting into this, uh, I thought it was going to be six weeks, but it might be more like seven, maybe eight, twelve. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. Y'all gonna pray for me? Y'all gonna be coming? To, y'all gonna come to church if I go over? If I go over six weeks, you gonna come to church on the seventh? <laughs> Some of y'all are like I ain't coming. <laughs> and we've been blessed today, and we're gonna keep um, going through the words. So uh, I want to open today with a few uh, disclaimers. Uh, that you need to keep in mind as we uh, prepare to uh, go through um, our, our, our series here. Uh, disclaimer number one, I want to tell you that I do not claim to be the brightest bulb in the lamp, um, not the dimmest either, but not the brightest. Uh, number one, I am not a scientist. I am a preacher of the word. Uh, number one, I, <laughs> I am not a botanist. I'm a theologian, a preacher of the word. Uh, you might ask some of my friends and they'll, people who know me really well and they'll tell you that I'm a part-time philosopher, and, uh, but not a scientist. And with all that, I tell you that uh, because it's not my intent, and I do want you to understand that it's not my intent to approach this Uh, scientifically, because I'm not a scientist. I plan to say what the Word of God says. Uh, Somebody need to say amen right there. And if you don't agree, don't shoot the messenger. I didn't write this stuff. I didn't make it up. I'm a part of it just like you. Now, over the next several weeks, this will be a study of Scripture, a study of theology, a bit of rationality thrown in for good measure. I would probably generate more questions than I answer. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about that. Uh, I do want to tell you as we get going that I do believe in the Big Bang Theory. I believe that God spoke and bang, the heavens and the earth were created. Amen. (laughs) It has rightly been said that if you can believe the first verse in the Bible, you should have no problem believing the rest of the Bible. 
because you understand if God can speak the world. Is anybody listening to me? And you understand if, any, if God can speak the world into existence, then there's nothing too hard for God. So you have no problem with a man in the belly of a fish if God created the fish. No problem believing that God can raise the dead if you believe that God created life. Now listen to me. The topic of creation and evolution is critical for everyone in this room. And I would even venture to say um, critical for especially those of you that are in education. In education. Um, Those of you that are in junior high school. Even, I might even say, elementary nowadays. They're trying to condition the minds. Somebody say amen. They're trying to condition the minds of elementary school students. Junior high students, high school students, university students. Listen, Christian, Christian schools are no exception. You might think so, but they're not. Because there are many Christian schools that are trying to reconcile, and Christians who are trying to reconcile creation with evolution Uh, If you're anywhere in education, you're going to be indoctrinated about evolution. Now, listen, the concept of evolution, for those of you that may not know, small number that may not know, the concept of evolution was started by Charles Darwin. Evolution teaches all present-day species of life, including man, came from a common origin and evolved gradually and slowly over a long period of time. All species or organisms are developed through natural selection, and they have the ability to compete and survive and reproduce. In other words, Darwin's theory of evolution teaches there's a gradual change in one kind of organism into another kind of organism. That fish can become a a lion, that a lion can become a giraffe, A monkey can become a man. Listen, people on the cutting edge of technology tell us that there is no way a molecule can become a fish. That there is no way a fish can become a lizard. No way a lizard can become a monkey. No way a monkey can become a man. Why? Because, listen, there is a distinct genetic code in every human being. Every person in this room it has a different code written in them. And that's why David can say in Psalm 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and that my soul knows right well. Because he understands that we're all different. Chapter 1, look at verse 25, tells us that everything was made after its kind. Evolution is taught as fact, when in fact, it's theory. Did you hear me? It's taught, taught as fact, when in fact, it's theory. I took the time to look it up in the dictionary. Theory, by definition, is a supposition or a system of ideas intended to explain something. One, especially one based on general principles independent of the thing being explained. And then it reads Darwin's theory of evolution. Well, listen, if evolution is still a theory and hasn't met the requirements of scientific proof, then why is it being taught in schools as fact? You know what I think? I think evolution has become its own religion. 
and it's a religion that will not tolerate God. Where are my Christians at? It's a religion that will not tolerate God. It's atheistic at its core. So then, of course, God would be booted out of school because evolution is atheistic at its core and the belief. Well, let's get started a bit. The book of Genesis. You got a pen? The book of Genesis is a book of origins. It's a book of origins. In Genesis, we learn the origin of heaven and earth. We learn the origin of the universe, the origin of order. We learn the origin of complexity, the origin of the solar system, the atmosphere, the hydrosphere, the origin of design, the origin of life, the origin of family, the origin of man and marriage, the origin of evil, the origin of language, the origin of government. The origin of culture and religion, the origin of nations and language, the origin of truth. We learn the origin of God, that he is eternal. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, this question of origins is very important. Who am I? Where did I come from? Why am I here? What will happen to me when I die? These are all questions of origin. Some hundred years ago, there was a great a uh, German philosopher named Arthur Schopenhauer. And by habit, his, he usually dressed like a vagrant. And one day he sat on a park bench in Berlin, deep in thought. His appearance made a policeman suspicious. And so the policeman asked the philosopher, who are you? And Schopenhauer answered, I wish to God I knew. The only way we can ever really find out who we are is from God. And the place to begin to find out who we are is in the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens, plural, and the earth. Ten words. Ten really important words because they help us to understand the questions of origin. Darwinism doesn't answer these all important questions. As a matter of fact, Darwinism's answer to the questions of origin is hopelessness. It's a hopeless theory. And I'll even go as far as to say that Darwinism is dangerous because it's hopeless. Did you hear me? Darwinism is dangerous because it's hopeless. It, It teaches kids that they came from monkeys or it teaches kids that they are here by mistake or that they're, they're here by random chance. Listen, there's no hope in that. There's no purpose in that. There's no reality in that. No wonder teen suicides are at an all-time high. But conversely, if you teach them, are you listening? If you teach them that there is a God who created them, if you teach them that this God loves them and cares for them, if you teach them that this God has a hope for them, a future for them, a plan for them that is good and not evil, if you tell them that life has a purpose and life has a goal and life has a meaning and life has an identity, then they will start to realize that their life matters. Am I right about that? Then they start realizing their life matters. Now, let me share something with you. Evolution, even just from a high-level standpoint, it doesn't make rational sense. Think about it. Here's the math of evolution. Nobody times nobody equals everything. 
You need to write that down. Nobody times nobody equals everything. Here's the math of creation. In the beginning, God times spoken word equals creation. The only rational explanation for the universe, for life, for purpose, for destiny, is that a supernatural creative God spoke and created everything by the word of his power. Got a pen? Got a pen? I want to give you four truths from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to only get to one verse this day. Somebody say amen. Somebody say that's all right, Pastor. Somebody say we're patient. We love you, Pastor. We brought you gifts, Pastor. Four truths from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and these four truths are all in verse 1. You got a pen? Here you go. Number one, creation had a beginning. And we're going to find that in verse what? Yeah, you're so smart. And then number two, God created the universe. And we'll find that where? In verse? There you go. Number three, God owns all of creation. You're going to find that in verse 1. One, our existence, number four, and the existence of the world has a purpose, and we'll find that in verse one. I almost titled this sermon, uh, One Verse for the Day, but I changed my mind. I titled this sermon, The Great Debate, Genesis chapter one. Saints, we pick up in verse one. If you're looking at verse one, I need you to say a hearty amen. In the beginning, who, saints? God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. I want to read five verses because I like it. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of who? God. Are y'all reading the same Bible I'm reading? Okay, well, work with me. Come on. And the spirit of who? God was hovering over the face of the waters. Well, then who said? God said, let there be light, and there was what? Light, and God saw the light that it was what? Good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and so the evening and the morning were the first day. Saints, stop right there. Give me your attention. You're taking notes? Write this down. Moses is the writer of the book of Genesis. The book of Genesis sets the stage for the rest of the Bible. Without Genesis, the rest of the Bible would be incomplete and incomprehensible. Did you know that almost all doctrines are found in Genesis? Doctrine of sin, the doctrine of uh, redemption, the doctrine of justification, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the person and the personality of God, the kingdom of God, the fall, Israel, The promise of the Messiah, all found in the book of Genesis. Did you know that 165 passages in the New Testament are quoted from Genesis? If you've been with us in our study in John, you know Jesus said in John chapter 5, verse 46 and 47, Jesus said, For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. But if you did not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Now listen, in his wisdom, God tied every aspect of redemption to real history. 
And it all starts with a literal view of the creation account and the creation of Adam and Eve and the fall of man into sin. Listen, what you believe about creation, listen to me, what you believe about creation is a litmus test of your commitment to the scriptures being the final authority of the inerrant, infallible, literal word of God. Did you get that? What you believe about Genesis is a litmus test for what you believe or do you believe that the word of God is the final authority, that the word of God is inerrant and infallible and it is literally the word of God. Point number one in our outline, creation had a beginning. Look at verse one, in the beginning. Now it can be argued, And this is the most read sentence in the Bible. One Bible scholar said the only proper way to interpret Genesis 1 is not to interpret it at all. We accept the fact that it was meant to say exactly what it says. In the beginning, God the Father created heaven and earth. Now, if you've been with us again in John's gospel, this should sound familiar. I'm right about it. Remember, John chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning was what, saints? The word. In John, the words in the beginning are identical in the Greek as the words here in the beginning in Genesis. And I don't think that's an accident. I think that's a Holy Spirit thing. Because if you look at John chapter 1, verse 3, in your own time, it tells us all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. In John's gospel, the first thing John tells us is that Jesus created the universe. So the words in the beginning means before there was any created matter, there was the word of God. There was the son of God. In the beginning, God. The word God, Bible students, I've told you this before. The word God or uh, God in Hebrew is Elohim. E-L-O-H-I-M, Elohim. Uh, The I-M in Hebrew is plural, like books with an S, apostrophe S, books. Im in Hebrew speaks of plurality. Um, So there we have the word Elohim. We are given uh, the doctrine of the Trinity. Moses is trying to help us to understand the Trinity by using Elohim. One God in three persons, one divine nature, triunity in unity. A Jewish rabbi commenting on the word Elohim said, come and see the mystery of the word Elohim. These are three degrees and each degree by itself alone and yet notwithstanding they all are one and joined together in one and are not divided from each other. In the beginning Elohim created the heavens and the earth and again in the beginning explains origin. The origin of language, the origin of government, the origin of the six-day work week. In the beginning Elohim, God created the heavens and the earth. Evolution and Darwinism is essentially an attempt to murder and to help people replace the Trinity with a false Trinity. God the Father, y'all with me? 
God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, to replace that with matter, time, and chance. Somebody once said, I wish I'd said it, they said, creation was started by God, science was started by man, and twisting God's word was started by Satan. Evolution is a lie. Somebody say amen. Evolution is a lie. It is a lie in a long chain of lies to help Satan wage war against our creator. Belief in Darwinism is dangerous for too many reasons. I'm going to give you a few, but too many reasons. Darwinism essentially leads to racism. What are you talking about, Willis? Well, in 1881, did you know? Charles Darwin wrote this. The more civilized Caucasian races have, been, have beaten the Turkish hollow in the struggle for existence in time to come, and then this number of lower races will have been eliminated by more civilized races throughout the world. Charles Darwin. In his book, The Descent of Man, he wrote, The future period, not very distant as measured by centuries, the civilized races of men will certainly exterminate the more savage races throughout the world. Darwinist, and Darwin was a racist. Do I need to tell you? Hitler was a racist. Hitler was a Darwinist who believed the Aryan race was superior to all the races of the world and the Jews were a subspecies. Sir Arthur Keith said the German Fuhrer is an evolutionist who has consistently sought to make the practices of Germany conform to the theory of evolution. Karl Marx was an evolutionist and he worshipped Darwin. Racism is satanic. I need one saint to say amen. Racism is satanic. It really is. Anti-Semitism is satanic. Black folks hating white folks and white folks hating black folks is satanic. Come on. It is. You think you're better than that guy is satanic. It really is. That's not of God. Those things are of, of Satan. Listen, the Bible tells us that we are one in Christ, that we are brothers, I'm waiting for somebody to clap your hands there, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ, Galatians 3.28, memory verse tells us there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, for we are all what? One in Christ Jesus. We're all family. Y'all remember Sister Sledge? Y'all remember Sister Sledge? Y'all ain't think I was going to throw that in on you, did you, huh? Y'all remember Sister Slayer? We are family. Ow, ow. Hey, now, hey, now. Y'all give me a minute. Actually, I went to school with uh, Kathy Sledge, who was um, the lead singer for uh, Sister Sledge. And... uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> we're going to leave that alone. I said leave it alone. Leave it alone. 
<laughs> and uh, we are family. We really are. We are all related to the guy who got off the boat. Amen. Some of y'all are like, who's the guy that got off the boat? Noah! We're all related to the guy that got off the boat. We're brothers and sisters in Christ because the Holy Spirit has made us one. And like any family, you can't pick your family. I bet you wish you could. But you can't pick your family. And like any family, your family's a strange bunch. Just look around. Look to your left. Look to your right. Just look at them and say, you're a strange bunch. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.